Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. My name is Jacob Restituto, and I'm a musician from Northport, New York. And today, I have a very exciting guest to chat with me. We have Le Leanne Phelan from Creative Music Therapy and many, many other things. Leanne has done many things in the music industry. You've worn many hats, and you've a lot of experience in a lot of different things. You, uh, we, I read and you mentioned prior to us getting started that you have over 25 years of experience inside the music industry. Everything from A&R to background singing, you know, on tour to being uh, at Sony Records A&R to management and also being a preliminary judge in American Idol. Now to having LP Creative Therapy. It is a pleasure to have you on the channel. Thank you so much for joining me. Wow, that was really good. That was such a <laughs> mouthful. Thank you so much, Jacob. You know what? Let me be honest with you. I have done a lot of interviews in my, in my and um, even before I've done these interviews, I used to have a show called <laughs> Drinking with Jacob, where I'd have, um, uh, um, I guess the word would be uh, professionals on on the channel. Like they would be like different um, professionals, whether it be a landscaper, whether it be a chiropractor, whether it be a, you know a fitness trainer. And I would just ask them questions about their industry while we taste tested different drinks, right? And the hardest part of every interview was the intro, trying to say what they were. So I've had, it's oh, been the it's biggest a, stress, but it's also been, I've had a lot of practice. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. And, Thank you. and having done a lot of speaking myself, that part usually gets pretty mangled. Yeah. And so you learn as a speaker to, to it's a little trick like this. It's like, thank you, Jacob, so much for having me. So as you heard in the intro, I'm Leanne Phelan, and I'm a music executive for 25 years. And I've been in publishing and A&R and Sony Records and co-head of Ask. You know, you learn to like go back over that stuff yeah. to kind of Cohesive. iron it out. Yeah. But you did a really good job, so I don't feel like I really <laughs> need to go <laughs> We're going to go through it anyway, because I want to hear a little, we're going to talk about your backstory. And, um, no. but first of all, I do want to say thank you very much for taking the time to come on the channel. I think it's going to be a really cool conversation for, uh, anybody inside the music industry. I think you're going to have a lot of insight for. Thanks so much. You know, I have really leaned into doing these kind of things, um, in the last two years. And, and I love things like this, like you DM'd me and, um, I just, said yes and that that's so fun to think that you can connect with people all around the world which i've been doing in my yeah. workshops but yeah so the backstory is um you know that has changed for me to, not my story hasn't changed but the way that i'm appreciating different parts of my mm -hmm. story has changed yeah that's really that's a really interesting insight yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause when I first moved over into the business side, I didn't want to talk about being a singer because for some reason I thought that would, um, kind of, uh, demote me in a way as an executive. And now I see it's the reason that I've been successful on the business side. Very interesting. Yeah. But just to back up, um, so yes, I've, I've been on the business side for 25 years, but I didn't start on the business side and I won't bore you too long, but the way that it started was when I was nine years old, I was pretty shy and my mom put me in voice lessons, which was so unusual because I wasn't singing um, and, I, and no one in my family is musical. 
So she really just did that because, and, and I asked my mom about it not too long ago. And she told me she had gotten calls from my teachers, you know, to see if everything was going okay with me. But um, so she put me in voice lessons and I instantly connected with music and, and I still was like practicing by myself, you know, mm-hmm. in the basement, not like any more or less shy, but about two years into it, I was at a rehearsal for our summer show and we're about to go on stage. You know, it's just like a normal rehearsal, but just for my voice teacher. Mm -hmm. And I realized the other two sopranos in my group weren't there. And I was going to have to walk out for the first time and be the one in front of the microphone. And it was happening fast enough that I didn't have time to like completely freak out. So I just went out and did it. But what happened after that is my voice teacher stopped the run through and he said, Leanne Phelan, I heard every note to the soprano part. And then the music started back up and I just floated off stage just thinking about, oh my gosh, I just got encouragement for this, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's when it changed for me for music to become like a real thing. Wow. And I was like 11, you know, yeah. and so I, I'll just get to the point, like by the time I was 21, I was on the biggest pop world tour of the summer singing background for Steve Winwood, who, if you don't know who Steve Winwood is, you guys need to go look him up because he's amazing. And he was in so many very important bands and music and, and just himself as an artist. Um, so that Shaka Khan feature on higher love, like that was my part on the road. Like I was the only background singer and uh, this little girl who couldn't sing was singing that. So I realized lately that that whole experience helps me with songwriters and with artists because you, you couldn't start at a, at a lower point than me. I, I had never sung before and I was able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do think anything is possible. Um, you, you know, had, you, yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned something. I don't know if it was prior to us recording or during the recording, but you had mentioned that you, um, help uh, singers and songwriters. Actually, you might have used the word songwriters, um, but on like the, the songwriting journey. Um, but it's interesting how, you know, you're talking about the singer's journey and it's just kind of cool to see like, yeah, you can like, for example, I just started taking vocal lessons like pretty like regularly a couple months ago and mm-hmm. yeah, she's teaching me technique, but it's a lot of mental stuff actually. Like I was joking with my wife, and it's so funny. I'm about to use this word. I was joking with my wife. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to a therapy session every time I'm going to my vocal lesson because it's so many mental yeah. things and and things inside of like outside of the actual just like, hey, you know, you gotta breathe from your you know lower parts and you know you gotta sit. It's like it's not that as much as it is in your mind and the journey of a songwriter and the journey of a singer. And it's very interesting that you mentioned that. It just kind of clicked for me. Well, I think all of it is tied together. I don't, you know, if you're a painter or a novelist or um, whatever you're creating, there's a, there's a journey to it. And so I can take even, you know, the journey of a product and, and, and 
make the similarities to the entrepreneurial journey of a songwriter. Yeah. Um, And it is a lot of mindset. And, and honestly, that's that I was on a session like this, um, just a private session um, with a songwriter, because in 2020, I put out a flyer in April during the lockdown. And I just said, let's keep your creative momentum going. I'll meet with you for free in April because I had done a lot of that. I co-headed ASCAP at one time and met with songwriters all along. And I got all these people that wanted to meet. And then, so I went into May doing these sessions and somebody on the session said, wow, this feels like therapy. So ah. I, I created the the <laughs> business LP Creative Therapy. Oh, and, that's and really interesting. I was curious yeah. how that name tied together. Yeah. That's and very you're, interesting. But you're you're right on it. Like it is you you have to be able to persevere yeah. through the, yeah. the journey. Yeah. And, and even people that look like overnight successes, it's never this story. hundred percent. You know, so just recently I've created this, this thing that I've been teaching people. And, um, you know, I, I think maybe hit songwriters, um, who I also meet with hit songwriters, um, they may be a little more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, um, which I haven't really tried it out in front of them, but, but, I feel like this this journey is helpful because you can look at it as as a writer. And if you're struggling at some point, if you could hear from someone like me who's who's published, managed, and just helped hundreds of people, met with hundreds of songwriters, you know, um, and, and I've done over 70 workshops in the last two years and just having, having different guests on. And sure. if you could know as a, as a songwriter, like, wow, everybody's been through this journey. Like the details are different, but the, the stepping stones are, are very similar. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's very helpful to see that just to know, like, um, Wow, if I if I can just push through here, I can make it to this next point. Could you give a brief overview of some of the general stepping stones that you're mentioning? Yeah, I'll, I'll give give a brief interview. Now, there, there's more to it than this. Sure, but, sure, sure. But I I will call this um, the five C's of your creative journey. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and, That's catchy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's more to it. But to briefly run through them, I think this starts out with curiosity. Um, you know, what, me as a singer, getting put into voice lessons and connecting with it. And I'm, I'm curious about music. I start yeah. listening and learning and that kind of thing. So, so you start out with the curiosity, like, wow, what are these chords on the guitar or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're playing around with that. And then something kind of flips in there for me it was it was that encouragement that I got but somewhere in there that curiosity turns into a commitment and 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 it you know I think to really be successful that commitment has to border on obsession (laughs) you know where you're just like give me all of it I want to learn all of it I want to stay in my room for eight hours and practice or whatever so it turns into a commitment 
then you've got to throw a little courage in there because you've wow. got to start showing people what you're doing, you know, singing in front of people or playing a song for people or, or whatever. And that, yeah. you know, brings all these other elements into it. Like, how are you going to handle the rejection and mm-hmm. all that? And are you going to know that like, um, maybe your mom and your big sister are going to tell you it's great when it's really not like, are you going to, you know, keep kind of going through that, that stage. And then it is my belief that if you take that courage and you are courageous enough to add your vulnerability in with that, like really say something vulnerable with your music or express something with your voice or whatever, then you get to this really big C called connection. Um, I don't think you get to connection without exposing yourself in some way, you know? Um, and it's funny, like I, I'm, I'll just share this with you. I was just talking with a friend of mine who's a really successful songwriter on the sync side. And I send out this newsletter every so often, maybe one a month. And I wrote this piece about a mirror that I had that broke. um, And I was going to throw it away. And then I didn't. And now like it's fixed and repaired. It's so beautiful. And it it was just kind of about um, realizing that the imperfections make it more valuable to me, you know, but really I really had a short story about this mirror because it broke twice and I had two huge heartbreaks in my life and I was writing about that really, but I didn't share that in my newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to my songwriter friend about how I was scared to like really lean into Mm -hmm. it. And while what I wrote was a nice little piece, but probably the bigger piece would have connected more, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's a really tough thing to, to throw that vulnerability on the fire, but that's where you get to connection. And then when you get to connection, you then start having people like me go, Oh my gosh, I want to, I think I want to manage this person. Like that's when your champions come along. That is super fascinating. So if I could reiterate them, you have curiosity, then it's commitment, then it's courage, then it's connection, and then it's champions. That is really, really fascinating. And of course, there's many facets to each of those five pillars. And you said there's many other things involved. Um, But that is a really interesting um, journey. And I think that uh, I think it's also kind of telling if you kind of like self-reflect, like even myself as as a musician, songwriter, to mm-hmm. be like, where are you on this journey and trying to figure out um, and how can I get to the next step is a great question. I have a super interesting question for you um, about songwriting. And you mentioned songwriting a lot um, in this creative journey. Actually, um, I'm curious. You mentioned the vulnerability myself. I noticed that I can be very uh, extreme. So when I hear, oh, you got to be vulnerable, I'm like how vulnerable do like like where is that have you seen you know that line of like um okay you tell everything do you tell you know does is success determined by how vulnerable you are or no like i'm curious about that have you noticed anything in your journey well i don't 
A, think that vulnerability has to always be where you're, I, I did use the word exposing, but I don't think it's always like this really big fearful thing. Like I would submit to you that um, Megan Trainer and Kevin Kadish were really vulnerable writing all about that base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they had fun with it, but like there were some very specific vulnerable things in there, you know, just saying like, Hey, you know, yeah. I'm, like body image things and that that kind of thing but it was very fun and playful but do you know what i mean like vulnerability it might not always be this deep huge thing kind of right thing. it's it's, it's not speaking always truth. yeah i don't very think interesting i just think i think vulnerability is just anything that's at a deeper level um and that could just be listening to to your audience or just sharing something that's just not a typical like oh it's a you know a storm's coming yeah i heard that it's cold outside like we we had a very surface oh, level very conversation i see you know what you're we saying. started yeah but but you just just there mm-hmm. there are a few questions yes. that you can ask to get to a deeper level like yeah. i feel like we're already there now like i just told you you know hey i didn't share the the bigger story of what yeah. what i put out to the world so it it is harder that to is do. very interesting because right there yeah. you mentioned something vulnerable but you're not like saying your whole you know life story or i don't know everything right. about it. that is interesting because i've always been trying right. to figure out that line of well, where is it do they tell my whole life story Will i share this parts of my life that is and i think that'll yeah. help a lot of songwriters as well because we all hear Oh, you gotta, yeah. you know, gotta be vulnerable. Gotta put yourself out there. But I'm like, what am I putting out? Like, how do I even write about song about some of these things? But that's a great yeah. insight. That is a good insight. But it, you know, it always, it always draws people in because my um, uh, uh, my client that I manage, his name is Evan Klein, and he's a a pop artist, producer, songwriter, and we met over zoom like this in mm-hmm. about two years ago and we instantly connected um and then a couple of weeks later evan sent me a song you know i left the door open like yeah send me music he sent me this song and i it, this was like the height of the pandemic and i i'm sure i was like watching netflix and i took a break and looked at my phone and just you know clicked on the mp3 and he had sent me a song that he wrote, produced, was singing, and it was his life story. Mm-hmm. And so it's very specific to him. Mm-hmm. But I heard that one song and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I have to manage this person mm-hmm. off of one song mm-hmm. because he was so vulnerable in that. And I, I just think about writing songs and thinking about being in the room and and maybe somebody throwing out such a specific line sure. and, and how somebody else might be like, Oh, that's that, you know, not everybody's going to connect to that. But really what happens is you, you say that specific thing and it hits on that emotion. That's universal. That's what he did in the song and the song will we'll release it. Yeah. We'll release it later this year. So I'll tell you more about it then, but yeah. 
but like the one song like totally yeah pulled me in but okay here's a lighter example of that i mean i guess this would fall under vulnerability or maybe it would just fall under wow that's a great line but um i'm i'm really dear friends with a songwriter named jt harding and i wish i had his book here um he just wrote a book too called party like a rock star which is a great um autobiography of of the journey of a songwriter but jt's a co-writer on smile the uncle cracker song smile okay and we were talking about that line um i think it's i think it's um cooler than the flip side of my pillow in that song Mm -hmm. and so there's an example of a line that i had never heard before but everybody knows what that is and how specific is that yeah yeah yeah, for sure and so yeah i think we're you know veering off of the edge of vulnerability but that's just another cool thing that that we were having relatability about yeah yeah no that's super interesting because i think you know so many songwriters are trying to be the best version of what they're supposed to be or what they want to be. Sure, um, yeah. But it's sometimes when we use these words or phrases, it's hard to be like, well, what does that even mean? You know, like being vulnerable or being relatable. But it's, it's of course, a journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is interesting to dissect some of the journey. I'm super curious, and I want to continue going into um, your new endeavors, like with the LP creative uh, therapy, but also the creative management. Um, but I'm curious just your head being co uh, sorry being co head was it uh, of ASCAP? yeah co-head of ASCAP right, um yeah. what does that mean that's such an interesting so this co-head of ASCAP in Nashville um correct oh, right so yeah in Nashville I'm just curious about what that means and uh, if you could just elaborate on that because it's uh well, and explain for people that don't know yeah. what ASCAP is I mean there's three major PROs right BMI ASCAP and CSERS. yeah and and just just to tell you this like looking back, I've, I've been someone, I've been a five-year person at yeah. all these, like five years at Windswept Pacific, five years mm-hmm. at Combustion Music. Um, well, not five years at Sony Records, but I wanted to be five years at Sony Records and then they merged. Then I did about five years with American Idol slash 19 Entertainment, which I worked on the show during the audition Uh months and then i managed songwriters and producers oh, cool. Cool, so cool. um that was kind of a dual thing and then i got asked to come to ascap um and basically when you're creative um or at least the way i approached it and the way people do in nashville like it's very interactive like you're kind of like, I said this in another interview for Billboard, but you're kind of like the Ellis Island of Music Row, like <sighs> songwriters, welcome, you know, come in. And so you really do sit down with everybody you can. And there are different levels in that. Like some people, there isn't, um, they aren't ready for you to, to really do more for them because they're they're just so much in the early stages so that meeting becomes the the thing like hey well i hear your songs give you some constructive feedback and and also let you know that hey this is just my opinion and this is your song mm-hmm. and you know you you know you can 
take, take what you will and, sure. and leave the rest. But then there's another level of people that are like teetering on the edge of being ready for a publishing deal. Then there's another level of people who have publishing deals, but they still maybe want to come in and get connected or mm-hmm. maybe you can put them in shows and do events and all this. Then they're like hit songwriters. Then they're legendary songwriters. So you're basically working with all of those people and all of the publishers who work with them. So having been a publisher and a writer manager, I feel like it just married both of those things. So I was working there and my uh, boss who, who hired me that amazing Tim Dubois, he moved on. And then um, Mark Driscoll um, became my boss for another year or so and then mark moved on to um uh, run a a publishing company and so myself and a guy named michael martin just kind of moved up together so we were co-heads of the whole creative side of of ascap nashville wow and and really honestly honestly yeah it it was amazing and and you know like anything when you one thing that happens in business when you move up the ladder is that sometimes, unfortunately, you get further away from the thing that you actually excel mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And so with those responsibilities, there there is less time for developing songwriters and creating mm-hmm. these programs. And I, I want to add this because it ties into LP Creative Therapy, but when I looked back at my career uh, and just kind of thought about the things I was most proud of, a lot of the the groups and things that I put together as cap were the things I was most proud of. Um, I got this download. I, I call them divine downloads of an idea to help writers called. Well, I, I knew what the plan was. I brought my friend, Ryan in and we brainstormed the name together, GPS Project. So GPS stands for Guidance for Songwriters from Publishers. Oh, cool. So the plan was you get, wow. you know, publishers. Couldn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So publishers didn't have time to just meet with random writers. So I got this idea that our job is to show them the best of what we see and get them to just meet with the best of what we see. And so I called, you know, 12 publishers and said, would you commit to one 30 minute meeting a month? They all said yes. So then I would pair them up with these writers that, that our staff would put together. And I, w- I really just wanted to continue the development process. But what happened was about 30% of those writers got signed to their first deals. Wow. So then we did it again the next year and the next year. And I'm really proud that they still do that program That's today cool. at ASCAP. Um, another group that I had was um, we just, this wasn't very creative, but we called our group the ASCAP girls. And I put that together because females weren't represented in country. Mm. And the the thing about the group was m- most everybody i think everybody but one person had a publishing deal and they were artists and songwriters but the women in that group were Kelsey Ballerini, Carly Pierce, 
um, Hannah Dasher, who's on Sony Records now, um, Julian Jacqueline, who got signed to Big Loud Records, um, Jordan Shellhart, who is an amazing songwriter. She has a record coming out on Warner Brothers. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in that. They were they were all like amazing. That's amazing. So that kind of plays into like what I'm doing now with the sure. groups, like just curating the needs of yeah the writers who show up. Sure, that's super interesting. For those that are a little earlier in their career, could you break down some of the terms you had mentioned, for example, like publishing or publishing deal, if they're just starting out, like what that actually means? and, and, and or, or for somebody that's watching this that isn't in the industry, uh, could you just give a little backstory on that? Sure. Um, when you're a songwriter, um, I mean, it, it's possible to go it alone. It's possible. But most people see a great benefit and getting signed to a publishing company. And what a publishing company does is they say, okay, Jacob, we, um, and this process takes a while, but we have heard some songs that, that you've written or co-written. We think they're really viable and commercial. Um, we love who you're working with. We have met with you a couple times. You're such a cool guy. You're very driven and we want to work with you. We want to give you an advance so that you can focus on writing. And we want to take your songs and help you develop as a songwriter and, and hopefully take your songs and get them placed so that we all can, um, you know, monetize what you're doing and we sure. can all benefit from that and there are different ways that publishing deals can look and i'll just go ahead and plug what i mean I, I, this is going to live on youtube but i have created a course with a grammy nominated hit songwriter producer named forrest whitehead and so forrest and i came together he's doing a lot of online courses in production and um He's, he's got amazing uh, tools out there that people can, um, you know, learn from. But we came together and created a course called Pub Deal Prep. So, Very cool. it, yeah, it's, it's just what it sounds like. Like, if you're going like, how do I get one of these publishing deals? What is a publishing deal? How does a publisher find me? We address all of those things in the course because Forrest is coming at it from the songwriter producer side and like speaking to what his journey was and I'm coming at it from the publisher manager side, you know, having signed, having published or managed an ASCAP BMI and CSAC writer of the year, um, having people like Kings and Leon and Ashley Gorley and Jimmy Robbins and all of these people like in my history. And so it's, it's really kind of cool to like, bring that 360 yeah. view of everything and, and answer a lot of people's questions. But if you're watching this, what is today? March 11th. 11th. Yeah. We, we start a live five day. Um, we call it the five day pub deal prep challenge on March 14th, 2022 Perfect. to the 18th. And it's at 4 PM central um, every day. 
and there's there's a link on my um, Instagram. Yeah, um, I, we'll have those linked up. up absolutely, and this will be published yeah. before then. So perfect. Absolutely. Yay! Everybody's the welcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I think that that's really cool. I really like the fact that. Um, we have similar goals and what a lot of the stuff that we're doing. And we meant, I don't know if we mentioned this, like I said, in the actual recording prior to, but it's really cool to see other people that, you know, your experience is tremendously more, you know, you have much more experience than I do, but even in the little experience that I have, I want to share that with people um, that are starting off or, you know, wherever they are in yeah. their career, you know, we all have our own experiences. And um, like I said, it's, it, it's cool. There's enough, like there's enough information, um, success to go around and somebody else taking having success is doesn't take away from my success you know it's oh my gosh we just talked about this monday in my lp creative therapy workshop topher brown came on he's also you know hit songwriter producer lovely person and and he was saying that um we're talking about that you know and and the quote comparison is a thief of joy and all of Preach. that come on absolutely but yeah and he absolutely. was just saying like just remember keep telling yourself that what's meant for you will be for you um and I, that was the most valuable thing i think he said during the workshop because it's you know that's uh, honestly that's i think why we have a problem with um well, I don't want to go there, but but social media can bring out, you know, some really bad feelings for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care who you are. You're going to yeah. look at something else and your mind knows like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm good, you know, but just that split second thing is like, oh, absolutely. So I'm it, it not is, worthy. I'm so behind. It <laughs> is so easy to go into that jealousy or why not me or comparison mentality. Um, one yeah. thing I've been trying to do instead of that is try to be like, well, hey, if that happened for him, why can't it happen for me kind of thing? You know, like just using it as an inspirational thing rather than cause right. it's so it's you're either going to go one direction or the other. And I've been down that jealous road too many times. I'm like, I'm done with that. Forget that, man. Like it's life so much happier when you feel inspired by other people rather than jealous of other people. You know, I feel like the more I know, I, I in a way I was just as smart when I didn't know anything because I was just going on my gut Not feeling. You know? yep. And that's really interesting. I just, yeah. I just want to, I've never said that before, but I just want to say to the people watching this, like if I can figure out pre-internet from Trenton, Tennessee, if I can figure out how to get on a, world tour like you can figure it out like you got to follow those crumbs yeah and just like just the next step and the next step and then you know you don't you, what was that that quote you just used yeah. you, you'll, you'll end up where you're meant to be what was i'm sorry what was that um what's meant for you will be for you exactly what's meant for, i think you said what's meant for you will end up in your hands exactly so you follow you. the yeah. crumbs like you just said and you'll end yeah. up where you're meant to be absolutely absolutely so I'm super curious. So by the way, everybody go check out that link in her bio. Uh, I'll have the link down below as well. Um, but go check that out if you are interested in that public, in that, um, what well, was, uh, can you, I'm sorry, can you repeat the name one more time? It was, um, Oh, um, pub deal prep. Pub is, deal prep. Yeah. It's it what's flows off out. the tongue. Yeah. And I feel like, I think that will be kind of an evergreen course. So sure. that should be up forever. And then as cool. far as 
um, like my personal workshops that I do outside of my um, stuff with Forest, they just come about, um, you know, every so often. So I, my website is lpcreativetherapy.com and you can like jump, jump. Actually, there's a great download on there and just jump on my mailing list. And then you'll know when the workshops are coming up They're They're amazing. They're live. I bring in guests and yeah, I've seen some of the guests that you've had. It's some pretty sweet names you have going on too. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm very (laughs) proud of that. I haven't had the same guest twice and I've done like oh 70 gosh, yeah. yeah wow yeah. that's a wow that's actually an incredible statement right there <laughs> that is really, really fun. cool so i'm curious you've done a lot in the songwriting aspect you've done a lot in, in just the music industry in general i'm curious what you've seen you know like working with ascap and these publishing deals and stuff how do you define i mean this is such a subjective comment question and and you know but i'm curious i, I like hearing everybody's um different answer to this and then kind of seeing where things line up between people's different answers. So what, how do you define a great song? Oh, how do I define a great song? I'm going to go with my split yeah. second answer. Please. Cause I was trying to like, think about it, make sure I have this <laughs> like really cool answer, but I feel something. Okay. I like that. You know, I feel something. Um, That's the first thing. And I love, like, because I am a singer in a prior life, (laughs) I love beautiful words and melodies, you know? Um, But, but it's, it's, it's that combination of the lyric and and the feeling of that lyric and I can like say so many songs that that come to mind you know that that make me feel that way and and not all of them are known in the world like my my friend Aaron Espy that I was talking to yesterday I said what happened with that song it's gonna find you it was from way way back when I met him 10 years ago and he wrote it co-wrote it with um busby who who passed away a few few years ago the producer busby and aaron sent that song to me again and i was just like blown away Mm -hmm. like again you know Mm -hmm. so it's like there's such a feeling in that song and the lyrics are simple and beautiful um i especially since moving to nashville i just respect the lyrics so 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 much and I get really excited when I hear something that is said perfectly. Mm. I, I heard Garth Brooks say this at a um, Hall of Fame induction. Um, he, he said, you, he was describing the writer that was being inducted. And I'm blanking on who that was. I can't believe that. But he said, you, should, you shouldn't be able to guess the next line of a song. But when you hear it, you should know it couldn't be anything else. Uh huh. And that, I think, sums up the beauty, like in country music especially, but in a lot of other songs too, you know? Yeah. And, and my other thing about songs is that, you know, I, the songs, like a lot of time, times, songs of the year and things like that will be these kind of really 
emotional um, on, on the more depressing side <laughs> of things, you know, sure. but I just submit to you that it's, it's kind of like how comedic actors don't win the Oscar. A lot of times I think it's much harder to make people laugh and they should probably get more Oscars, you know, um, because it's, it's harder to make people feel good than it is to, they're so much closer to being mm-hmm. depressed than they are to being happy. That's really so, fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I think really well-written happy songs are like masterpieces, but mm-hmm. we don't think of those as much. Like I, I think about songs like God bless the broken road or please remember me that Tim McGraw cut or, or one of these days that Tim McGraw cut, which my friend Kip, and Marcus Hyman wrote and um, you know, more just more songs like that. Sure. You think of as like great songs, but as I mentioned, all about that bass is a great song. Single ladies sure. is a great song. Yeah. Like Bruno Mars is is needed on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So. No, that's super <laughs> interesting. And it's funny how uh we all yeah, I feel like we, you know, we're kind of hardwired to go down that negative route and it's constantly at least myself trying to bring myself to the positive but it's true like it's when we think of big songs or hit songs or great songs we so often think of like the sad songs or the the heartfelt song but it's not usually like well life is good kind of thing you know even if it is a phenomenal song yeah um what's the big adele song uh hello from the other side i love that song yeah Um, yeah well that one's hello uh no yeah is it hello? Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when I think of hello, I think of Lionel Richie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, but you know, that's an emotional, like, yeah. you know, um, and, and no doubt, like those are great songs, but I'm, sure. I just, you know, I, for, for songwriters out there, like challenge yourself to it's write, hard to write a happier feels song. Good, you it, know? it actually is much harder because it's so easy not I mean, it's it's hard, it's easy to be cliche in a sad song, but like, you know, I, it's so much easier to be cliche in a happy song. So when you write yeah. actually a good happy song, it's actually you're right. It's, it's so yeah. much harder. Absolutely. Well, there's one for you, happy. For yeah. real, like, yeah. what a great song, yeah. you know? Exactly. Like, I, I just, I mean, that's such a standout song. Like, yeah. People of all ages yeah. relate to that. I saw the people in my hometown in the teapot parade were driving down the street, the teapot parade, doing a little dance to happy. Like, I mean, it was a universal mega sure. hit. You know? Absolutely. So that's amazing. I'm also <laughs> curious now in all the artists that you've met. Um, for people that are, you know, starting out their careers or developing their careers, whatever stage they are in their career of the five different stages. I think that also it, it, that those five stages could apply to a lot of things, actually, not just, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the arts and stuff, but even just in general, like even as an entrepreneur, you have an idea, you're curious, you know, then you make a commitment to that idea That's right. and it takes courage to actually follow through with that idea. It's very, it's very interesting. Those five C's. I think that that's a really interesting insight, but, um, so as, depending on where people are and stuff, but I'm curious in what you've seen, you've met, a, you've met a lot of artists and I'm curious what makes an artist stand out to you or what makes an artist memorable to you. 
Wow, what makes them memorable? You know, I I personally um I'm drawn to something that I knew I didn't have. And and that makes people really stand out to me. And what I mean is like I told you a little bit about being a singer and I kind of felt like maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I needed to do some personal work, but like, I felt like I wasn't good enough to be in the front of the stage. I really didn't want to be really like my personality works much better Mm -hmm. in the background, you know, but, but the times that I was at the front of the stage, I didn't feel like I held people's attention in a unique way. So when I see that and somebody else, that performance, that like very like free, um, very much aligned thing, that is really what I look for. Yeah. No, that's super interesting. I was just like two hours ago talking about this with my, uh, my vocal coach and just an aspect of like how some artists are just great entertainers. And like what that means and keeping people's, you know, engagement and, and and that also leads to you believing what they're saying, you know, like if they're like really drawing you in as opposed to somebody, which is nothing wrong with, but it's a very bit different experience for a listener or a viewer when, you know, you're really like an entertaining artist versus one that's singing their acoustic guitar, just singing to Mike. Both are, are respectable in both aspects, but there's something unique about each of those for sure. And I think it's bigger than that um, because, you know, somebody like James Taylor or, you know, somebody like that can just come out and, and I I think honestly, it's, they're so used to, to just having this gift come through them. And it's not always the best singer like what is the best singer (laughs) the best singer is somebody that like just communicates like I used to again with that example of like the more I know I think I need more than I loved Van Morrison why did I love Van Morrison because he was so free Mm -hmm. like if you saw him sing he just looked you know he didn't care how his body moved or whatever and then just soul came out and so that, you know, I, that's something that the best person in your choir from high school probably didn't have. Very but they're true. a good singer, you know, good singer. I saw hundreds of kids, probably thousands, come up during American Idol auditions. Hmm. And so many of them were really good. And they didn't stand out. Mm-hmm. you know and what makes a person stand out is just their whole vibe and the sure. and the way that they are just have a unique way that they sing and they weren't like trying to sing jesus take the wheel perfectly like carrie underwood yeah um so yeah i think that's it for no me. that's super interesting and to some degree i feel like te- uh, technique can be taught uh, where like that vibe is more about just being true to yourself, um, and and that is a lot more um, 
being true to yourself is a lot harder than just, you know, going to vocal lessons for three years and getting a really good voice. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But it's just, I mean, then there's a whole other level really, because um, a few years ago, there's a great um, theater here called the Belcourt and it's in the middle of Hillsborough village. And they show a lot of like indie films and things you don't see at AMC or whatever. But they had this Saturday matinee for like a month of, they showed widescreen musicals. And I I love musicals, I, but most of the movies, I had never seen the original West Side Story and all these things. So I went to that and I went to see Funny Girl, which starred Barbara Streisand. I know Barbara Streisand, like, I mean, I know who she is, I don't know her, but um, I, so I just, you know, I've got my popcorn and everything, you know, sitting there Well, the opening scene of that movie, you see the back of Barbara Streisand in like this fur with this fur hat and, and these, you hear these hills clicking. I've only seen it once. So forgive me if this, this is what I remember. So she's walking into this theater on Broadway. You just see the back of her. And then she passes by this mirror and turns to it. And that's the, the famous line, like, hello, gorgeous, or however she says it, which I had heard before. But when I saw that on that big screen and saw like Barbara Streisand for the first time, I got like full body mm-hmm. chills. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there are some people that are on a whole different level mm-hmm. than, and it's like maybe like, 10 people that are alive today that, that have that kind of power, you know, and she hadn't even sung yet. She just Mm -hmm. said, hello, gorgeous. And she had the charisma was off the charts. Sure. So. No, it's super interesting. (laughs) I definitely know what you mean. And yeah, I mean, there's so many artists out there that, you know, maybe aren't the most quote unquote talented, but they, let me rephrase that a technically talented, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm like their voices are a little strange or they're not perfectly, you know, in key or, uh, but they are phenomenal songwriters and they're great at making you feel something. Yeah. Yeah. It's super hey, interesting. there's, there's a reason why the bluebird is one of the biggest venues in the world because people want to hear songwriters sing their songs. Are all songwriters great singers? No, they're not. But there's something about a person singing their own words I think it mixes all the things we've been talking about, the vulnerability, the mm. craft of songwriting, um, the performance. Like it, it's, you know, people come from all over the world to sit in that small room and see the back of at least one person's head because they're in the round and, and listen to these songs, you yeah. know? Absolutely. So. No, it's phenomenal. I think that we covered so many different things today, and I really yeah, we I have. We've it. been all over the place. No, but so. it's good though, because I mean, there's so many different facets to the music yeah. industry and the, the arts and being a creative in general. So I really want to say thank you, and I appreciate your time. So for everybody that is watching, definitely or is and is also interested, definitely go check out the five day workshop coming up on March 14th. Uh, but if you could hang yeah. out for 30 more seconds, I want to say thank you so much to every single person that watched this. I really appreciate you guys. And definitely go check out Leanne and all that she's up to. She's up to plenty of things. And I, and even <laughs> what she's up to currently, based on your track record, I have, I have a feeling you have a lot more things in store in your future. So 
Thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate you, Leanne, and I'll see you guys in the next video. God bless and peace out. <laughs> Thanks, everybody.